This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at tastylicksbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love, grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And buy Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet, succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuer's Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Everybody, welcome to another edition of the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. Uh oh, you do know that you are not streaming, right? I did, but I should be okay now. Ronan, report back. That is not the case. We discuss things that have to do with barbecue and grilling. Somebody getting this? Hit me up. You're good, right? I am your program host, Greg Rampey. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, each and every Tuesday. And I am happy to have you aboard on this 
Tuesday that you've decided. Big show tonight. Holy crap. If you didn't get the newsletter, you're missing out. You go to the website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and you can find the ability to hook right up to the newsletter right there, about 300 spots remaining, if you're so inclined. Uh, the website, by the way, thebbqcentralshow.com, you can find archives, you can find regular blog-style posts, um, full archives all the way back from whenever. You can also subscribe to iTunes, all of that great stuff. Two ways to get in touch with the show if you need to, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening. Coming up in about 11 minutes from now, I don't want to say outside the box, because it definitely has to do with barbecue, but somebody, I guess, typically you wouldn't find on this show. That's why we're always reaching uh, and getting outside of that proverbial box, which separates this from all the other crap shows that are out there on the interwebs and on television, for that matter. Bob Wolf from the American Royal will be joining us. And if I may add, kind of an American Royal-themed show, at least for the first three guests tonight, all have some form or fashion to do with the American Royal. Uh, Bob Wolf is the Director of Operations and Logistics and Maintenance. Busy guy. I'm sure he's got 20 minutes that he has nothing to do with instead of setting up for like 758 people right now. Who knows? <laughs> he will be on 35 past the hour, 9 o'clock. Rod Gray, Pellet Envy, will join me. Of course, very passionate about the American Royal. We'll talk to Rod. And in the second hour, 1014, Joe Beeland, Tippy Canoe Barbecue. Of course, they won the American Royal Invitational last year, so we have a lot of great things to talk to him about. And uh, helping me close out the show, 35 past the hour of 10 o'clock, regular contributor to the show and writer of the Smoke Signals blog, which can be found at the WashingtonPost.com. Jim Shaheen joins me, and we got a lot of cool stuff to talk to him about tonight as well. So Jam Pack Show, 877-448-0433. Here we go. Survey Tuesday, in case you wanted to hear about it. What's your favorite? Question number one. What's your favorite wood for smoke flavor? Question number two. What's the go-to appetizer on the cooker for your house parties or if you're bringing, if you're requested to bring something? What's your go-to when it comes to appetizers on the cooker? And question number three. It is now October 2nd, if you can believe it. Where's the time go? So it's getting cold out. I'm growing the winter beard. Beard jihad on my face. What is your favorite? Oh, and October signifies the major barbecue. Not saying that some of the other ones aren't major, but... You know, October, you're always thinking of the major barbecue competitions that people want to win. So what is your favorite contest when October rolls around? Gang, I have breaking news. Maybe you saw it. I tweeted about it last week. There's a bacon shortage. Get that big out of here. This, of course, reported to me by one of the uh, co-founders of the International Federation of Competitive Eating, also bodied in that is Major League Eating. The world body that governs all stomach-centric sports has indefinitely suspended all bacon-eating contests in reaction to an expected global pork shortage in 2013. Say it ain't so. The United Kingdom's National Pig Association has reported that feed costs and global drought has negatively impacted the European Union's pig herd. At the same time, pig farmers, the United States, are reducing herds to cut the cost of feeding them, also as a result of drought. MLE, 
which counts among its members the number one ranked eater in the world, Joey Chestnut, who's been on the show a number of times, and other top eaters, including Sonia Thomas, the 85-pound eating wonder dynamo lady. Eater X, Tim Janis, said they will actively dissuade its eaters from consuming bacon. When asked about it, Richard Shea, president of Emily, said, we cannot in good conscience allow Joey Chestnut Jesus Christ, I can't believe what I just saw. Bring the whiskey by the gallons. Uh, We cannot in good conscience allow Joey Chestnut to eat bacon during a global pork shortage. We estimate that Joey alone, alone, could eat 20 pounds of bacon in 10 minutes. Wow. Sorry, I meant to do this. Could you eat 10 pounds, 20 pounds of bacon in 10 minutes? Shea said that MLE has asked Joey Chestnut and all the professional leaders to consider bacon alternatives for use in the home during the next year. The only expectation to the new MLE ban on bacon eating contest would be, or not expectation, but exception, would be the bacon wrap scallops eating contest. According to Shea, who explained that bacon wrap scallops are just really delicious and mostly scallops. Anyway. Who's counting that? Major League Eating sanctions some 80 different events each year, including the Nathan's famous 4th of July hot dog eating contest and the Hooters World Chicken Wind Championship. Joey Chestnut holds the record of 68 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes, while the 100-pound female eating phenom, Sonia Thomas, has eaten 45 hot dogs and buns. At this juncture, there is no pancake shortage, and the top-ranked Major League Eaters converged in Louisville, Kentucky, for the Wild Egg National Pancake Eating Championship this past weekend, and it won off without a hit. Thank goodness. So, I guess that should be, like, question number four in the survey. Will you, will you be doing your part in this predicted national bacon, global bacon shortage and forego, do I hear a sizzling? Get that big stuff out of here. No, no, no takers on the sizzling. How about turkey bacon? Turkey bacon's all right as a substitute. I don't know. Jeff, thank you for catching my proper pronunciation. I used to go down to Louisville uh, many years in a row for the Mid-American Truck Show, believe it or not. One of my favorite eateries in Louisville is uh, known, it's on... Uh, uh, oh, the Bristol. You ever been to the Bristol? Love the Bristol, Jeff. Right there in Bardstown Road. Love the Bristol now. Love it. Turkey bacon isn't wrong. I think I think it's all right. No? All right. That's fine. So there you go. Uh, it's the pork shortage. By the way, before we uh, have to get out, final Sam's Club regional qualifier took place this past weekend. Top 10 move on. So this will round it out. Uh, Iowa Smoky D's, a friend of the show, wins. Triple-A Cookers Reserve, Buffalo's Barbecue 3rd, Boondoggle Barbecue 4th. There's no place like Smoke, Caveman Cuisine, Fire Dancer Barbecue, Sizzlin' Bones Barbecue, Bruin Q Barbecue, County Line Smokers. Uh, the final 50 teams are now set and will throw down in 12 days to decide the overall winner of the Sam's Club this year. Very excited to see how this will actually play out. ton of great teams taking part in the finals, so watch out Bentonville. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. That's right. I just said hoot and holler. I said it. All right, Bob Wolf from the American Royal joining me here in just a second. Let's just read it. 
wonder what Bob's going to have to say about this American Royal. He probably hates it like no other. Gang, I, I don't know if you've been paying attention the last couple weeks. That's why I wanted to mention it again. You know, Butcher's Barbecue, a longtime running sponsor of the show, continues to think of ways to help out their customers. And here's what I'm talking, right? I mentioned it a couple weeks. It's still going on. How about free Butcher's Barbecue injections for a year? That's right. Free Butcher Barbecue original injection or pork injection or prime injection for a full year of competition. You're freaking kidding me. Getting fed by top pitmasters at the American Royal this very weekend. Couldn't possibly stand up for the deal that you would be getting from Butcher Barbecue. Starting a couple weeks ago, I think it was the 10th. Uh, all you have to do is place your order online, continue to do so all the way until October 26th, which just happens to be the Jack Daniels. Entry closes when the winner of the Jack, Dan- Jack Daniels is announced. Uh, Jeff, yes, sir, and bacon, yeah, of course, love it. Here's the best part. The winner of the Free Butcher's Barbecue Injection for a year, you're, you're getting the year part, right? That's a long time. It will be announced live October 30th right here on the Barbecue Central Video Radio Show. Doesn't get any better than that. Dave believes in the show, and we believe in Dave, and that's why we have a wonderful uh, kismet and synergy together. In true Jack Daniels fashion, here's the process. Every order placed from now until the winner of the Jack is announced, your name will be placed into the hopper each and every time you put in an order. For example, you buy 700 separate orders of Butcher Barbecue. Your name will be entered 700 times. I suggest you do that. Dave won't say it. I know he suggests that you would do that as well. It's just as easy as that. All you have to do, go to ButcherBBQ.com for full details. Again, ButcherBBQ.com. And for those of you wondering if the trade-in program is still available, maybe you've gotten your hands on some crappy injection It's made your scores tumble, caused you sleepless nights, and so on and so forth, package it up, make sure the full or partial label is on there, and that it's commercially made, ship it to Dave. He'll weigh it and then replace it with a fine Butcher barbecue, a prime or beef or pork injection. Time-tested, team-tested, People are winning on it. Dave is winning on it, including last weekend, which we'll get into next uh, next top of the hour. All right, we're going to step away. We'll come back with Bob Wolf from the American Royal World Series of Barbecue event thingy. What? You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, just past 14, uh, or just past 14 minutes. That's not even still what I want to say, but I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. 14 minutes past the hour. 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Don't forget, coming up 35 past the hour, some guy named Rod Gray from Pellet Envy. And then, of course, we have Joe Beeland and Jim Shaheen in the second hour. All right, my first guest tonight has his hands full this time of year. Quite honestly, that might be one of the biggest understatements of all time. The American Royal Barbecue takes place this coming weekend, but did you know 
There are many other events that are happening before this big barbecue cook-off. There is. We race right over to the hotline. And we will grab Director of Operations and Maintenance of the American Royal, Bob Wolf, joining me here on the show. Bob, how are you, buddy? I'm fine. Thank you. And and, uh, thank you for inviting me on your show. Uh, It's absolutely my pleasure, Bob, and I appreciate you making time out. I can't imagine a guy like yourself in this particular stage of the year and the month that we're in probably has six or seven seconds you can actually rub together that are free. So I appreciate you making that time. Uh, You know, the World Series of Barbecue attracts what seems to be more and more teams each and every year. So in somebody in your position, you know, what kind of a, a planning and logistics layout for fitting 500, almost 600 teams onto the grounds of these old stockyards in Kansas City? Well, I guess the main thing is that uh, we are really strapped for space at this time of the year. And uh, to uh, join that many teams together at one time, it's... Uh, I, I don't know if you'd call it a nightmare or not, but it's a uh, it's it's a big undertaking to make sure that all of them have water, electricity, and uh, what whatever else they may need. Uh, we have over six hundred porta pots on the on the grounds today, right now, and uh, probably uh, you know one hundred and fifty to two hundred tents, you know, and. Uh, so it's, it is a big undertaking, and uh, it takes a big crew to uh, make sure that everything is uh, done right. And we want, uh, we want all of our guests to be happy and have a good time and uh, enjoy themselves and uh, do some good barbecuing while they're here. Bob Wolf joining me here on the show. Bob, how long have you been doing this? Uh, 14 years. Right, 14 years. So, uh, I mean, you have a pretty good handle and you've been seeing it grow over the years. Do you have any type of projection of the amount of foot traffic you're going to be seeing between teams and just general public kind of walking in and out? Well, on Friday night, we have uh, probably one of the largest parties in the country, and uh, they'll have, they'll be uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of forty, maybe 50,000 people, depending on the weather. And uh, so over the weekend, the uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we'll entertain over probably over 70,000 people. Bob Wolf joining me here on the show, Director of Operations and Maintenance for the American Royal Association. Um, I don't know if this number has uh, dwindled through attrition at this point or perhaps it's even swollen, but I heard there were about 80 teams on the waiting list hoping to get the coveted spot at the open contest. And it seems with a guy like you and your position, inevitably you're putting this weird dilemma of how you can fit the most teams in, but still keep the ground safe and also have it remain kind of a, a fan and uh, folks family friendly with the thousands of people that are going to be turning out for the big party nights. What kind of uh, pressure or situation does that really put you in and how you're dealing with it? Not near as much as it used to when I, whenever I first started the job. I'm kind of uh, uh, salted now so i know i kind of know what uh, we need and uh, but uh, there's always surprises every day and uh, uh, it's just uh, amazing at the amount of telephone calls i'll get i think this morning before noon i had over 90 calls asking about uh, this or, or that you know where they were going to be and and uh, if they could get straw and we uh, we go through over 200 excuse me over 2000 bales of straw that the teams uh, purchased to uh, 
to set around their uh, tents and, and uh, when they're having their parties for people to set. So. All right, Bob. So let me ask you this. I mean, you've been doing it for 14 years now. You've seen it grow and grow each and every year. And you're the guy that they're calling to put out fires when they happen. What's the biggest issue you ever had? One that you always talk about. It's the first story that comes out after everybody's had a few pops and everybody's starting to tell lies. What's the biggest issue you've ever had to deal with? Well, probably uh, putting out a fire. Oh, <laughs> we actually had the people, uh, they'll pour hot ashes in the dumpsters. And, uh, and uh, you know, we the fire department has to come, but uh, we get it put out usually before the fire department gets here. Not saying that they don't do a good job, but uh, we just uh, know what to do. And uh, we, uh, we're on the radio just about all the time. And so it, uh, it's not really, it's not really a big problem it's just everybody working together and uh, trying to do the best for our contestants and see uh, you know see that their needs are met bob wolf joining me here on the show you know bob some of the folks may not realize and i'm seeing it right now in the instant chat from uh, from the chat room role that the american royal isn't just a barbecue event or the world series of barbecue there's a rodeo there's a livestock show you got the pork uh, the poker tournament and, of course, uh, there's the new induction of this Barbecue Hall of Fame and all those associated ceremonies. This is all taking place within a matter of weeks. So what's it like for you to step up to get this rodeo in, get the dirt down, get the stall set up, and then clear all that out, and then get the barbecue contest in? I mean, that has to be a huge uh, turnaround for you, but perhaps it's like all of a sudden this synchronized dance that you're used to now that you've done it for so long. Well, our season, our American Royal season, usually starts uh – on uh, the first week after Labor Day, on, we start with our quarter horse show, and then we'll have a, an event every weekend through uh, Thanksgiving, to the week before Thanksgiving. And in that in that period, we'll have thirty plus events. Uh, we'll have nine horse shows, a livestock show, rodeo, barbecue, of course, and uh, so. The people that I have working with me and for me are uh, are old hat at it. They've been here. Some of them have been here as long as twenty years, and uh, but um, the majority of them have been here eight, nine, ten years. So uh, they pretty much know what to do. All I have to do is uh, kind of point them in the right direction, and uh, we see that it gets done. On Sunday at three o'clock or at five o'clock, excuse me, uh, we had our uh, last performance of our rodeo. And by uh, five o'clock on Monday evening, we had the uh, the arena cleared, the all the stall, the horse stalls were taken down, and the uh, floor was scrubbed, and we was uh, setting up for the barbecue last night at five o'clock. So, in a twenty-four hour period, uh, that's uh, pretty amazing, really. Yeah, that's a huge turnaround, and uh, congratulations for doing that each and every year and making it happen without a hitch. Is there? Is there a, I don't want to say a chore, but is, is there a, a part of this whole season that you absolutely don't look forward to each and every year? No, not really. I love the American Royal. It, uh, we are uh, 113 years old this year. It's our 113th season, our 30th year as a barbecue. And uh, so, no, it's a, it's a, uh, we're a 5013C uh, uh, not-for-profit organization and, uh, we um, last year we give it in the neighborhood of 1.6 million dollars to uh, education, youth, and scholarships. So uh, no, it's a it's a great job, and I love it. And 
most of the people that are down here are just you know just wonderful people and good to work with and that makes my job a lot easier always uh always makes it easier when you're dealing with the good people and that are kind of helping you achieve that goal no doubt about it bob wolf joining us here on the show uh, director of operations and maintenance for the american royal uh bob you've been doing it for 14 years as you said some of the biggest changes that you have seen to the American Royal or, I guess, in the barbecue community in general uh, since the barbecue thing has been taking place now 30 years? Well, you know, I think the, the biggest change is uh, how it's grown over the, over the past 10 years. Uh, we've almost doubled in size. And, uh, and with the 80-plus uh, on the waiting list, it's uh, more than doubled. So, yeah, it's... Uh, that's probably the biggest change. Are you are you a barbecue guy, Bob? You got a smoker? Yeah, do you, do you cook? I don't, I don't barbecue, no. But uh, I'm a I'm a home griller. You know, I sit out on the deck at night or in the evening and grill when I have time. Do you but, uh, are you surprised? Probably, are you surprised that you have seen it grow this much when you were doing it? You know, ten, twelve, thirteen years ago. You know, did you think, hey, this is pretty cool? You got a you know a couple hundred people coming out here. Do you ever think it was going to swell three times the size? Yeah, I I never. I don't think we ever did. You know, uh, any of us thought it would uh, grow to this magnitude. You know, it's a uh, it's huge, and uh, we're the World Series of uh, barbecue, the world's largest. Uh, have a record five hundred forty five teams this year, and. You know, if we could get uh, more teams in, uh, that would be okay. We'd find a place for them. But uh, we're pretty limited uh, on our real estate here, you know, as far as space. So we have to uh, we close off the streets, and we use that. And then uh, our complex is about uh, 17 or 18 acres, and it's just completely covered inside and out. We use just about every inch of space that we have. Bob Wolf joining me here on the show. All right, Bob, so barbecue has been getting a lot of media exposure, especially over the last, I'd say, three to five years, maybe even a little bit sooner than that. Is there any similarity between the Royal as it started back, you know, however long ago it was, and the Golden Ox restaurant? It was really just kind of like a group of people getting together and sharing this common hobby. And all of a sudden, we're at 500-plus teams is there yes. any is there any similarity that you can find between that generation and the generation that it sits in now? Oh, I don't think so. Really, I don't. Uh, you know, the, the grills have changed. The uh, the charcoal that they use have changed. They use pellets now. Uh, Rod Rod Gray, I think he uh, uses pellets uh, almost exclusively. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's uh, it's it. Has it really changed that much? So, but, uh, so since the Royal is a nonprofit and uh, the tickets, the well, the ticket sales and sponsor money goes right back into the scholarship for the youth. So there's not a lot of big budgets to spend on hiring a bunch of staff, getting fancy upgrades and the new tractors and all this stuff. Uh, the Royal right. really relies on a lot of volunteers, but not solely. So, like, how many workers does it typically take for you to transform the grounds from rodeo to barbecue contest to livestock show and then back to normal every year? I have uh, between 15 and 25 people that work for us. And uh, we, uh, you know, as the need uh, rises, I bring in more, but usually about 15 or 16. But uh, whenever we have those... Uh, quick turnovers. I'll have another one in 
and next weekend I've got to turn over from the barbecue and uh, have a hunter jumper show starting on Thursday. So it's uh, it's never ending, but that's uh, that's what I like, and it keeps everybody. You know, uh, you have to really be on your toes to to do that. And but uh, no, it's a it's great. I really like it. Bob, I don't know if you would, you know, really be able to, to speak on this or how familiar you are with some of the other really big barbecue attractions that happen across the country. But when you take into account, you know, the American Royal Barbecue, how do you think logistically that might compare or contrast with something like a Memphis in May or a Houston livestock show? You know, I haven't been to any of those, but that they. Memphis in May is is a great uh, great uh, barbecue, and also Houston, and then they have the Jack Jack Daniels World Championship also, and uh, but uh, I think we're probably the amount of teams we're probably twice as many as any of those. So, Bob Wolf joining me here on the show, Director of Operations and Maintenance at the American Royal which is going to be taking place this weekend, at least the barbecue side of it. There is a whole season, as Bob was talking about a little earlier. Uh, Bob, for the, the people who run barbecue events around the country or perhaps you know, here in Cleveland, believe it or not, there are exactly 0.0 barbecue competitions that take place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. I know, the look of surprise on your face gives it away. But nevertheless, for the people that were thinking about maybe starting a contest in their community, for somebody that really houses and directs the biggest one each and every year, do you have any type of advice for them uh, or things that they would really want to take into account before they started uh, jumping into this process? Well, I would I would suggest they get with a sanctioning body uh, like we were with the KCBS and uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society, and they'll help promote it. And uh, they can they can help you out in so many ways. They do the tabulating of the uh, of the judges and uh, the results, and and uh, that would be my biggest suggestion: is just get with an organization that uh, can uh, can help you. Bob, how do you run power to six hundred teams? Do you have like little pup trailers that are generators set up all over the place, and you're running lines? I mean, I can't even imagine what kind of a nightmare that must be. We use, we use uh, huge generators. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, electricity or not, but uh, 200 uh, kW kilowatts, you know, and that's huge. That would, And we'll probably uh, put out, uh, oh, I'm going to say seven to eight miles of uh, electrical wiring, and uh, we have distribution boxes, and we furnish everybody with, uh, with electricity that wants it. I'm only asking this because I was paid a handsome sum of money to put you on the spot, but is uh, the team Pellet Envy getting a 30-amp plug this year at their site? If he paid for it, he might. No, Rod pays for nothing. I think we all know that. We're not kidding anybody. Sorry, Rod, no 30-amp plug for you. That's um, a good person. What is a What is an electric bill? look like for the american royal barbecue contest what are you guys paying is like eight ten bucks or what oh uh we charge each uh each contestant twenty dollars for excuse me thirty dollars for one one twenty amp plug and uh so they they can put as many plugs into that one plug as they want 
until they throw a break, and then we have to go out and tell them they have to hook something. So that, most of the people are are uh, are real, uh, you know, they're real happy to work with us, and, and uh, they do, and we get along with everybody pretty good. Is that covering the cost of, of the electricity that you're actually spending out? It uh, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, our generators will cost us uh, probably $10,000 for just for the generators for our four-day week. Wow. And then uh, the labor of putting all the lines up and unhooking them and, and uh, making sure that uh, everything is uh, to code as much as we can. So, yeah, it's a it's pretty costly. All right, Bob, uh, before I let you go, got to do it. Uh, American Royal Invitational, if you could. Do the drum roll, and you can give me a prediction of a winner for the American Royal Invitational. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. You put me on the spot. Absolutely. I, I don't have a clue. Uh, they're I'm, all good. And, uh, and to, to really to uh, get the real feel of it, people need to come to uh, Kansas City the first weekend of October and come to our barbecue. It's a, it's really an eye-opener. And uh, But as far as picking a winner, there's they're all good. They're all good. I'm going to put you on the spot again, Bob, because I have to do this. <laughs> Is there is there any possibility of getting uh, hard wire internet like on one of the lots where we could run an actual plug into the back of a computer? Yes, I, I think uh, some people already had that. Really? Yeah, I think they use we have Wi-Fi here, and uh, and some of them uh, I think can do that. All right. Well, if if I can get wire into the back of a computer, and I don't want to excite you too much, I could be there perhaps next year live broadcasting. We could be sitting face to face in uh, 2013. Does that excite you even one second? That's awesome. That would be awesome, and uh, we'll get whatever you need. All right, Bob. Well, I'll if hold you, you to that. We'll fix you up. You're going to be sorry you ever said that because I'll hold you to it. I swear to God. Uh, okay. Bob Wolf is the uh, director of operations and maintenance for the American Royal. Again, that'll be taking place this coming weekend. Bob, much success to you. I appreciate you taking the time out. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you so much, and appreciate your talking with you. You got it. There he is. All right. Thank you, Bob Wolf. How about that? Who knew there was that much? Well, who didn't know? It's only the biggest freaking barbecue contest in the world. The world, right? It's got to be the world. I've been doing it for 14 years. Man, very professional, which I respect, but I have to imagine. Get Bob, get a fifth of Jack, or in my case, fifth of Woodford Reserve, start pouring drinks. Kind of fish with them a little bit, see what kind of stories. And this guy has to have stories like you can't even begin to imagine. Stories that I wouldn't mind hearing from time to time. And there you go. All right. Let me do a quick read here, and then we'll get to Rod Gray from Peloton. And thanks to uh, Bob Wolf, American Royal, for uh, joining me that segment. Uh, we've talked about them for years and years and years, and simply because... They are the premier leader. An automatic pin temperature control device. You know the name is synonymous with the barbecue guru. If you're looking for this type of technology, this is where you need to stop the looking. They created it. Why would you buy anywhere else? I don't know. Here's the deal, right? Rod Gray, we're gonna have we're gonna fist fight on the air, buddy. 
Um, not familiar with how these work? How about this? It's a device that you can set the temperature at. Boom. You can do whatever you want. Maybe you're a busy professional. You want brisket at night. Fine. Put it on in the morning. Set the pit temperature. Go to work. Pit minder. The guru has your back. Maybe you're a busy parent. You got a lot of errands to do. You don't have the time to float around and mine pit temperatures. Look, we all understand. That's why the barbecue guru is there. Maybe you like to get some sleep for your new competition. Same thing. We're talking about the same stuff here. Look, there's currently four models, five models, maybe four, that you can choose from. Uh, the ProCom 4 wireless being phased out, that might not even be available anymore. If it is, buy it. It could be a collector's item. The CyberQ Wi-Fi, which is raging in popularity right now. The CyberQ 2, the DigiQ DX2, and the newest unit, the PartyQ, at $129, the easiest and most cost-effective entry into pit temperature control devices. Gang, it's a self-contained unit. It runs on AA batteries. If you have a bullet-style smoker or any of the other you know, cool smokers, ceramic. $10 more for ceramic, by the way, because of the flange. You can just take from house to house. You can be the guy that everybody talks about. You could be like me, the guy that everybody talks about. Now, maybe you're in the market for a cooker. No problem. Guru has you covered there as well, the Onyx Oven. It has been winning on the competition circuit a lot as of late, but also in backyards. It accommodates the half and the full pans for food service. Obviously works seamlessly with the barbecue guru for temperature devices. Do yourself a favor. Head over to thebbqguru.com. Check out all their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box, 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. Again, that's the Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Thanks again to Bob Wolf for coming on, but we point to a guy who needs no introduction. And so I won't. I'll just say stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Let's go! I'm an outlaw, give me two shots. We don't need a radio, bring a jukebox. For my outlaws, bring me three shots. We can raise hell before the speed stops. I'm on whiskey. All right, uh, coming up on 23 minutes from the top of the hour. 37 past. 877-448-0433. Oh, Rod. Uh, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. My next guest tonight, always a lightning rod, no pun intended. When it comes to the barbecue scene in 2008, they were KCBS, uh, th- third overall KCBS team of the year. 2010, they were runner-up. 2009, they won the whole damn thing. One of the closest races for that honor in recent memory. You'll find them at the American Royal this coming weekend. Let's race over the hotline and uh, grab Pitmaster of Pellet Envy. You know Rod Gray. Rod, how are you, buddy? What's up, Greg? That's a cute little beard you're working on, bud. Look, I don't think you should be calling me Grecian Formula, Mr. Uh, Gray in your goatee. 
Yeah, but we could not color it, my friend. Uh, let it go, baby. All natural. Well, I hear. Well, I'm. I don't color in the gray. Oh, no pun intended. Yeah, I only have half your face in my picture. I don't. Yeah, that's because we're split. We're, we're split screen right now for everybody else to see. Fix it. You do All right. You want to see more of me? There you go. Yeah, there you go. It's a it's mm-hmm. a it's a beard jihad rod all over my face. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Lots to get to. What do you know about Bob Wolf? You know what? Bob is so humble, but the truth is he is the hardest working man at the American Royal. That dude pulls off. He's like Houdini of barbecue. All the stuff that he does and the way he handles it. And it's just a yeoman-like uh, job he does. He just puts his head down and gets it done. And I can't imagine. You know, I, I, I typed it out, but you, I don't know if you saw it, but Bob actually pulls an RV to the Royal and stays on the grounds for the, about the two and a half months of the season. And then when the season's over, he gets to go home. So that guy, uh, the Royal couldn't do it without him. 14 years in, so uh, obviously knows what he's doing and uh, obviously likes doing it, too. I mean, if it was that big of a pain in the ass, he probably would have left after 14 hours instead of staying 14 years. I've never seen Bob without a smile on his face. The guy just the guy just loves what he does, and he does it, does a great job at it. All right, barbecue aside for the moment, as mm-hmm. big of a rock star as you are, Rod, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass, uh, someone always outshines us. Uh, for you, that happens to be your wife, Sherry. Lots of people already asking me and sending me emails prior to this. Uh, how is she doing? Update on where she stands right now health-wise. What can you tell us? You know, she's upstairs. But I'd love to ever come stand behind me or, or get on here. But she's doing really well. Um, we pulled a couple of strings, got her on the transplant list a little bit early, which is great news. She's there. Um, we have at least one potential match. Although we're looking for a little better match, we got a few I more see. people to test. And quite honestly, Greg, I, I fully expect that Sherry will have a new kidney before the end of the year, which Absolutely. is just awesome. Absolutely fantastic. Great news. Appreciate you letting us in. Uh, before we get into the Royal Talk, Rod, uh, this past weekend you took part in Sam's Club Regional Qualifier. And cool. at least for the results probably what looked like to me maybe a disappointing performance by uh, Pellet Envy, finishing middle of the pack overall. Can you give us a little brief recap of the event and, and how the cook went for you? <laughs> well, um, I cooked okay. I had some uh, peripheral things going on there that, that I really don't want to bring up on the show. Somebody else could do it, but I would tell you it didn't affect my cook. Um, I felt decent about my food. I did like my ribs. They won. Um, yeah. I don't know that the rest of the stuff was 23rd, 24th. It wasn't winning food um, by my standards. But, uh, you know, it just this is just a year that I'm just putting in my my weekends and trying a few little things here and there and uh, kind of setting my sights on 2013. Not that I'm giving up. You know, when I go to an event, Greg, I go to win. But uh, and, and I absolutely wanted to move on um, to the finals in Bentonville. But this, this isn't my year for that. All right, so you mentioned you won ribs, um, mm-hmm. and again, you said you know you were around the twenties, mid twenties for the other three meets. Uh, you said there were some things going on. Nothing that you can bring up that would would account for maybe throwing you off a little bit. Or I mean, typically you're not a guy that doesn't want to bring stuff up, right? So I'm giving you a chance to to recount. Well, if it would just involve me, then I would tell you all about it. But it involved um, another party, and quite honestly, it's just. This isn't the time of the place tonight. You know, sometime later on, we'll all joke about it. It'll be fun. But I just would rather not tonight. And I'm not trying to build up any kind of suspense. It's not the time or place. American Royal Week. You know, um, I, Greg, honestly, 
Honestly, I didn't think it affected my cook. Um, I just didn't cook the way I wanted to. All right, so, uh, by the way, we're talking with Rod Gray from uh, Pitmaster of Pellet Envy, PelletEnvy.com, uh, sponsored by Greased Lightning, of course. Uh, so we point to this coming weekend, Rod, to a, a contest very near and dear to your heart. You're not just a, an active cook in there. You're also you know, chairing different things uh, within that organization. You take very active role in this event. So in your opinion, why is this event so special and so sought after to win? Well, here, here's my theory. And, it, it, and, you know, maybe I'm on my own here, but the truth is this is the true U.S. championship. It's a true world championship for that matter. But point being, the Invitational brings in any team that qualifies. You know, unlike one of its competitors later on in October that the Cooks think is such a special event that leaves some of the best teams in barbecue home on their weekend, yeah, crowns a world championship, a world champion, this event – if you do the right things, you're invited, and you all get to come, and you all get to cook, and we crown a true champion in the, in the Invitational. Then we turn around the next day, and we compete against 544 other teams. How many times a year can you do that? But you and I both know only once. This is the world's largest barbecue contest. Absolutely. This is the biggie. How big of a – I don't know how else to word this. So you have the elite of the elite invited and a lot of them are showing up to take part in the invitational and then i mean is it is it off base for me to say that 85 90 percent are probably turning around and uh, doing the open maybe even more than that yeah i think i think it's closer to 95 percent of them turn around to the open you're already there you're in your spot i cook two contests in one weekend compete the one that everybody wants to win the american royal how big of a pain in the ass is it to cook the Invitational and have all of that pressure to really be able to walk away and say, this year I'm, I'm king shit. I beat everybody that won, that decided to show up, and I'm the man. And then turn around and go against 600 other teams. Well, it's, I mean, it's, pretty... it's really like, and it's not even cliche, two different contests night and day. That's right. And, you know, if you look back some years, though, look at teams like Big Bob Gibson and Lotta Bull and some of those guys that will win one the first one or get close and then win the second day. Whether, you know, those guys are just nuts on cooking great barbecue that weekend to do what they do. Most of the time it doesn't work that way. You know, you'll see teams that, that feel like they bombed out in the invitational and turn around for a good day in the open or vice versa. And uh, I think it's part of the tables you hit. I think it's part of your mentality. But it's tough. It's tough to cook the invitational and turn around and get ready to cook the open. But if you want to make it a little tougher, Greg, then throw in a catering for 800 on Friday night. Oh, and maybe film pit masters on Sunday and Monday. Uh, and, and you get it all in one, one three-day, four-day weekend. Are you, uh, are you doing pit masters this year? Yes, I am. So the, the contract this year was amenable to Peladon? Let's just say that, that we, we came to an arrangement this year. All right, so now nobody can say that some of the top teams uh, were never invited. And blah, blah. Thank Let God. They can't say it about me anymore. Correct. Phil Mickelson of, of barbecue. <laughs> the lefty of barbecue. Um, I mean, you have a, quite an extensive book list uh, behind your left shoulder there. Do you have a, a particular one that you like the best? You know, I really like them all. I'm a big fan of, of what Adam Lang has done. Uh, I just got completely through the Wicked Q book. I think it's a fabulous book. Um, there's a lot of good stuff back there. Uh, one you're going to see missing, I will tell you, I just pulled it out this evening, uh, is Myron Mixon's book. 
I'm going to talk, tell you a real quick story. Rod Kramer, Kramer Q, a teacher in Kansas City, competes around this area. Rod's full-time and can't travel the country. Um, wasn't feeling well. He went to the doctor to find out he had very bad leukemia. Ugh. And uh, Rod's in KU Med, uh, battling it out, taking chemo every day. His kicking his butt, but his wife called me today and asked me if I could have a mixture to sign a book for him. So I pulled my book out and put it in my stack take with me. So you won't see Myron's book there, but it's not because I don't have it. It's because I'm going to get Myron to sign it and get to Rod Kramer. Rod Gray joining me here on the show, Pitmaster of Pellet Envy. Again, the website, pelletenvy.com. Uh, so the last time you were on the show, we talked about Barbecue Hall of Fame for a piece. How are things lining up on that end? Uh, has it exceeded your expectation uh, as far as interest and people wanting to attend or, or whatever the case is? Uh, how, how is that end of the, the whole portion going? The Barbecue Hall of Fame has actually exceeded my expectations for the first year. Um, we're doing all kinds of great things. We've got Roger Twible, an MC for Barbecue Hall of Fame. We've got a really cool, very exclusive one-hour private reception right before the induction ceremony. This we call it the VIP Black Apron reception. We're all going to don black aprons and get our picture taken and, and glad hand with Kathy and Johnny Trigg and and actually descendants um, of the Ford families coming. We're going to eat some right, 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 right. From- Hold on one second. I'm going to I'm going to dump you and I'm going to call you right back. We're starting to chop up on the audio a little bit. All right. Hang back. No way I'm going to keep that going. You people will be on my ass. Right back. Right. Sorry about that. All right, so uh, big uh, black apron event. You're going to be... Yeah, 100 uh, people uh, eating some great Italian hors d'oeuvres from Jasper Mirabal, our local celebrity Italian chef, and drinking some Crown Royal. And then we go right down to the stage and induct Johnny Trigg and Guy, and Guy Fietti and, and Henry Ford in with the seven originals there and... You're making faces. Are we still choppy? No, no. I'm making faces because you're inducting Guy Fieri into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Well, I thought maybe you had a little gas or something. I'm well, I have gas, stuff. all right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Greg, and I'd love to spend a whole hour and debate that with you, but the truth is, by putting Guy in, we've, we've really brought a lot of attention to the, to the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Right. So so we're going to do something similar next year, so you might want to take some antacids or, or whatever you need to do. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me that uh, one of us... One of, one of, uh, look up, one of us was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Not me, but you know what? You keep up what you're doing here, and we might get you in there yet. All right. Well, fingers crossed, of course. All right, uh, Rod, we're, we're taking, you're going to be taking part in the competition uh, this December called King of the Smoker. Yeah. And there have been yeah. a few other events in a, a similar style of setup. Let me ask you this. I have a soundbite of you years ago that I was actually using uh, for the second hour intro, uh, asking you about pellet cookers and, you know, what are they doing to barbecue, blah, blah, blah. Is is there a growing movement afoot, dare I say, a grassroots movement that is demanding barbecue to get back to some type of, uh, of more traditional way of preparing it and cooking it and trying to do away with this technology and gadgetry and all of this other uh, pageantry, if you will, that barbecue is where it's at right now. I think there is. I don't. I don't know that it's really this active uh, machine in motion kind of a thing. No pun intended. But you know, you notice um, Josh. Uh, is it Overski? Yes, Overski. Yes. Yep. 
Josh was, was was trying to put on a contest somewhere out on the West Coast yep. to do something that that was like that. Um, Sterling Ball of BigPapaSmokers.com is going to do this thing with 24 teams and and no electronics. And yeah, I think there's some people that just want to just want to get it back to its roots a little bit. But but you know, technology is a great thing and it allows more and more people to cook barbecue. You and I wouldn't be talking if it weren't for pellet cookers. And I know one of your sponsors is, is Guru. Guru allows a lot of people to cook a lot of barbecue contests that maybe otherwise couldn't because of, of the physical side of cooking barbecue the old-fashioned way. So while it may be going on, I think we're seeing more and more technology. All right, so uh, that kind of dovetails nicely what you were just talking about. You know, in the write-up of this King of the Smoker uh, or on their site, the term old school is used a few different times. You obviously did a uh, or you did do a class, uh, old school versus high tech. Can you define what old school barbecue is? You know, because to me, typically that would resonate as more of a subjective term versus more black and white. Can you define old school barbecue to me? Well, I think everybody has their own definition of old school. I think one guy would say it's having some fire management skills where you need to actually tend to fire and regulate a fire. I think one guy might tell you it's not using any foil. I think the next guy might tell you that you have to dig a hole in the ground and, and cook your pig in the hole in the ground. And I, I'm not sure there's any one definition for old school. I think Johnny Trigg is the definition of old school barbecue. Uh, that would be my definition anyway. Rod Gray joining me here on the show. All right, Rod, before I cut you loose... Uh, odds of Rod Gray winning the American Royal Invitational side of things this weekend? One in 140, I think, would be the odds. No, bullshit. Give me a real percentage. You know, listen, um, I know I can cook barbecue. I know I'm not cooking great barbecue this year. I know the American Royal I haven't really been competitive for the last five years because I cater for that large group on Friday night. Um, it doesn't mean I don't try my damnedest to win the thing, and I want to win the thing, and someday hopefully I will. But I, I really, the, the odds are long this weekend. You know, I'm cooking some great ribs. I'm cooking some pretty good brisket. My chicken's a little off, and my pork's really, really pretty much out in left field right now. So I'm working on it, and I'm going to get it dialed back in, hopefully by December when I'm out in California, if not before. Um, but I would say my odds are still pretty long. Um, I don't really know how to, I'm not an odds maker guy, but I'm going to stick with that one in 140 odds. You have the other obligations. You know, you have those caters. Is there ever going to be a point where you can just wipe that aside and then give the American Royal the true attention that you feel it might deserve to give you that uh, ability to, to finish in the top? Yes, I will someday forego that catering to be more competitive in the invitation on the open. And plus, you know, um, there was a snafu this year that we almost didn't do that catering, and, and I thought my wife would be unhappy with me, but instead she said, you know what, it'll give us a chance to enjoy, to enjoy the American Royal with our friends again. I want to do that someday. This is my contest. It's in my town. A lot of my best friends only come to Kansas City for this event, no other. And uh, someday I will again enjoy the event and and uh, and hopefully cook a little better. Rod Gray, pitmaster of Pellet Envy. Again, the uh, website pelletenvy.com. Uh, Rod, are you going to be doing anything with uh, Greased Lightning this weekend, uh, dollar off coupons or free grease wipes, or what do you got? Uh, you know, I'm not, honestly, because I'm going to be rarely at my spot. Um, Grease Lightning knows this is a very busy weekend for me, and they understand and support me in that. I'll have some bottles of Grease Lightning. I'll have some samples of Grease Lightning in my spot. If you if you want some samples or if you want to trade me a bottle, I'll have a dozen or so probably with me. Cause there's, you know, but most of the time, I won't even be there, guys. But uh, Grease Lightning, without Grease Lightning, I wouldn't be a competition barbecue cook. Uh, I love them. I think they love me. 
And uh, it's a really, really great product if you haven't tried it. it really the great stuff. Greased-lightning.com or just, just find it through my website. Rod Gray is going to be competing at the American Royal this coming weekend. Uh, so if you see him, say hi. I'd always appreciate the time. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Greg, I love coming on your show. I think you do a great thing for barbecue, and I really want you to come to the Royal and be here live, honestly. Come come be my guest, and let's do this right. It will happen sooner than later, I promise. And no no uh, Woodward Reserve. We're going to drink gin. I, uh, gin, yes. All right. Let's look for next year, Rod. Appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks. There he is, Rod Gray, pitmaster of Peloton. We're going to drink gin. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> All right, there you go. Not giving himself. Oh. Gang. Look at that field in the Invitational and then have a guy who is widely considered to be one of the top barbecue cooks say that his odds are long. I got 20 bucks. Is burning a hole in my pocket in Vegas, if you know what I mean. Or again, as many of you know, I cook on a pellet cooker, a griller. First thing I did when I got my grimy little mitts on that badass cooker was go to Barbecuers Delight website and order Barbecuers Delight wood pellets. Why? Good question. Easily considered to be the most sought-after and consistent brand of barbecuer fuel wood pellet wise for your uh, barbecue or for your pellet fire cooker bbqrsdelight.com that's the website now maybe you don't have a pellet cooker that's fine you can still take advantage of the pellet revolution on your gas or charcoal grill or smoker by grabbing the cast iron pot option you buy yourself a nice sampler pack of pellets you load one third cup into the pot and then place it in your cooker or grill and let that sweet succulent smoke take care of the rest Now, since these pellets have been processed from sawdust by pressure, that generates heat. Any contaminants present in that wood are eliminated. This process produces a sterile smoking wood product of consistent quality. The hell is that? Pellets are easy to use. You don't have to soak them in water prior to use. And it's easy to blend wood flavors and produce consistent results each and every time with the use of Barbecuer's Delight wood pellets. Now, here's something that you have to remember. Sampler packs 100% wood. Absolutely. Stuff that goes in your cookers, it's a mix. Two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood. Just so you know. Uh, Do yourself a favor. Go to Barbecuer's Delight website right now. BBQRSDelight.com. Check out all the flavors they have. Stop fussing with the sticks and the chunks. Barbecuer's Delight, the choice of competition cooks and backyard warriors just like this guy bbqrsdelight.com we're going to come back and wrap up the first hour stick around we'll be right back big name interviews advice on cooking brisket and ribs and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue it's the barbecue central show Who would have thought this music thing was going to go right, this coming far? Back. I never asked for this. This will be a brief one. As we uh, head towards the second hour, I want to thank Rod Gray from Pellet Envy, covering uh, why the Royal is awesome. His odds at winning, which he's not giving himself any odds. 
one in 140 or whatever it was. A little modest, I think. That's all right. Also, uh, Bob Wolf talking about the American Royal and all of the things that he has to do in order to make that American Royal not only happen initially, but keep it going during the barbecue process and then all of the other things that are happening. Livestock show, the rodeo, all that great stuff. It's wonderful. All right. Uh, we will wrap up here. Uh, so thanks to them, by the way, Rod Gray and Bob Wolf. We're going to uh, step back briefly, and then uh, we're going to go to the second hour. Joe Beeland and Jim Shaheen join me in the second hour. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks, 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Jim Minion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish, what? He ate fifty-four wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with. Junior, senior, and diva. Sounds like a whole other type of movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. All right, just like that, we are back into the second hour. 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Little mic adjustment there. Thanks again to Rod Gray and Bob Wolf for joining me last segment talking about the American Royal and their different ways. Let's go ahead and uh, hit the Survey Tuesday question. Uh, favorite wood to smoke with? It is no, absolutely no secret for me. Now, look, I've done a lot of interviews with pitmasters, and it seems the overwhelming, if you can get your hands on it, it seems the overwhelming wood that they love is pecan or pecan or whatever you call it, pecan wood. I can't get that. I don't even know anybody that has a pecan tree by them. Uh, mine is apple. Love it. Can't over smoke with it. It's a nice light smoke. There's nothing about apple wood that I don't like. I buy it by the dozens, the skidfuls, the groves, if you will. Question number two. Your go-to appetizer for parties. For me, and this is, this is considered an, salads or appetizers, right? Uh, for me, it's the grilled romaine salad. Phenomenal. Oh, this person keeps calling in. 
Do I take a phone call? Instant chat. Tell me, do I take a phone call or not? Begin. Yes or no? Do I break format to take a phone call? It could suck. It could suck. It could bring the show down. All right? My finger is on the proverbial trigger. We go to area code 323, Barbie Central Radio Show. Name and where you're calling from. Awesome. That was great. I'm glad we uh, stopped programming for that. When you quick note, when I say 323, if your phone number starts the area code 323 and you can hear me, you're on the air. There's no call screener, there's nothing. You're up and you're running. Damn it. I hate when we do that. Uh question uh, so for me it's the grilled salad each and every time. Gang, if you haven't done it, go buy your pack of whole romaines. You cut them in half long way. Rinse them out if you need to or buy the pre-rinsed ones. And then uh, dry them off, and then I just hit them with a little bit of olive oil on each side. I used to use El Capitan Santa Maria-style seasoning on them, and it was outrageous. God, it was good. And then, like, they went out of business, and they don't return my emails anymore. So I've gone to like kosher salt and fresh cracked pepper. I've gone to more nature seasoning. It is so good. You know, uh, Sam the cooking guy says that heat changes things and it does for the better on the grilled salad. So if you haven't tried that, I highly recommend it. Question number three. Favorite contest in October has to be American Royal for me. Love it. All right. Butcher Barbecue. For those that aren't paying attention, Dave Bosco. Butcher Barbecue just won their sixth grand championship this past weekend at the Fire Lake Barbecue Cookoff in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Jeez. He doesn't like winning a lot, or he does. Congrats to Dave Bosca, who continues to have a great season. Yes, he does use his own products in competition. Oh boy, here we go. Um, 323 is calling back in. Instant chat. Do we try again? Do we try again? We have five minutes. Yeah, we can try again. Here we go. Oh, he hung up. Got scared. Oh, no, he's back. Here we go. Here we go. Fingers crossed. He blows it this time. We're done. We go area code 323. Barbecue Central Radio Show. Name and where you're calling from. I'm calling from... Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Who's this? What's your name, buddy? My name is Sean Rice. Which meet me. I'm here with us. We're actually traveling to the Royal. And you're in Oklahoma? Yeah. We're in Oklahoma. We're going through Oklahoma into Kansas City and then on to uh, Missouri. There you go. All right. And you are traveling with El Fuego Fiasco. That is correct. Now, I'm not. I'm not sure. I want to say I've actually interviewed El Fuego Fiasco on the show. True or false? Yes, that is true. You actually, after uh, they won the champion at Coach. Oh, that's right. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Are you excited about the opportunity to leech off a team, eat all of their food, and take brilliant pictures and do a report later? I'm actually doing video and actually going up live uh, daily on my Facebook page. And then at the end of the day, I'm doing a, a documentary short that's going up 
that should be up tomorrow morning. So I'm basically shooting all day, editing all night. Oh. It's going up, and I'm actually extremely excited because these guys are ready to bring it. Sean, you're an expert. You've been on the show. You know barbecue. You've uh, covered it. You love meat. Give me the odds of El Fuego Fiasco taking home a grand championship this weekend. The, the odds of El Fuego taking home the grand championship this weekend. The odds, yes. I mean, it's anybody's game, really. What? But you want like a like a one hundred and forty? I I I I'm not going to say that. Oh, I, I want to say I want you to say there's I mean, a seventy. Before, why can't they win again? Why can't why can't their the percentage be a hundred percent? I hey, I'm asking you. I'm telling you. A hundred percent. All right. You heard it here first. Sean Rice from uh, the Meet Me blog is saying that El Fuego Fiasco has a 100% chance of winning the Invitational this year. Very strong words. I can I can only hope that that's the case. I don't want you to be putting a jinx on them, Sean. They might kick you out and you might have no way home. This is true. I do need to ride home. There could be worse places to be trapped in, though, right? This is true, but apparently... On the way there, I'm not finding any other places that I'd rather be trapped in. So, all right, wait. That's the then you're in the best possible scenario, Sean. I got to cut you loose, but uh, tell the guys at El Fuego Fiasco I wish them nothing but great luck, and then we'll look forward to uh, you know all of your reports and the videos and stuff that you're going to be posting during the week. Awesome, I'm very excited, and they, they are very excited as well. All right, boo, take care. Meep. Sean Rice dropping in. How does a guy that listens to the show and has been on the show? Not know how to answer the phone on the show. Come on. You're better than that. I should ask him if he was listening to TuneIn Radio and listening to the show live. Sean, if you're listening to TuneIn Radio with El Fuego Fiasco, jump in. Uh, hit me with an email. Let me know. Uh, coming up on the show next week, while I d- cannot reveal their names, rest assured the winner of the American Royal Invitational in the Open will be on next week. Potentially, also... A uh, little lady who was a friend of the show called uh, DivaQ, Danielle Domofsky, who was uh, filming her own barbecue TV show, uh, Barbecue Crawl, could be on next week as well. Got to do a little clearing with TV broadcast networks and all that hullabaloo. And I'm not going to have time to talk about what I wanted to talk about here because we talked to Sean Rice instead. Uh, Let me see if this will actually work real quick. I don't know if you guys are uh, into tailgate or not, but have you seen this? Introducing the all-new outdoor cooking tool that does it all, the Black Blacktop 360 Party Hub Grill Fryer. This? With four unique cooking surfaces in our revolutionary cooking platform, the Blacktop 360 is the center of the party. All right. Grill up steaks, chicken, burgers, and more on the infrared grill. The premier barbecue heating technology, capable of reaching temperatures of up to 650 degrees. I don't really see a lot of smoke going on. Fire up the griddle and whip up some pancakes, omelets, pinch toast, and bacon. Then heat up the deep fryer for your favorite party foods like shrimp, chicken fingers, or onion rings. And keep your tasty treats hot and ready on the built-in warming fryer. Oh, yeah. The incredible versatility of the Blacktop 360. I don't know if anybody noticed. There's the nobody else level. in the parking lot. What no kind of a tailgate uh, is that? Pork chops and grilled cheese sandwiches, all at the same time. 
The Blacktop 360 is powered by a one-pound propane tank or a larger tank with an optional hose attachment. Right. And the entire cooking surface is a durable, double-porcelain, non-stick enamel finish. Oh. Cleanup is fast and easy. Sure. Just wipe down the cooking surface with a damp cloth or paper towel. And the insulated oil container I don't even know if there's a lot of space that is in there. And is that a lot of space? It also comes with a three-position lid and this bamboo cutting board and side table. Nice. When you're ready to hit the road, the Blacktop 360 stores easily in its own carrying case to keep your car clean. All right. You get it all. The Blacktop 360 oh, Party Hub Grill Fryer. cooking shrimp. The insulated oil container. I'm in. The three-position lid. The bamboo cutting board and the durable carrying case, all for one amazing low price. Which I don't know so what it is. So join the party and get the portable diner that will revolutionize your outdoor cooking experience. The Blacktop 360 Party Hub Grill Fryer. Hmm. All right. Well, if you're uh, if you are into the tailgating, may or may not be something you want to look into. I think my wife actually asked me if that would be something that I would want the last time she was at BJ's Wholesale Club, and I passed immediately. Hey, maybe you're a college football fan. Maybe you like to tailgate. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. I would never admit that in public. We'd like to tailgate. Again, a public service announcement from jeweler to the stars, Stephen DeFranco, located right here. What? Located right here. In historic Willoughby, Ohio, just east of me. There's a lot of holidays coming up. You got Halloween, you got Thanksgiving, you got Columbus Day, you got Christmas. What are you going to buy your loved one? What are you going to buy you? That's what I want to know. What are you going to buy you? What a nice watch. That's right. How about a Bolivar Precisionist? I have that one. I showed it last week. It's the most accurate watch in the world. The Bolivar Precisionist is that watch. The exclusive movement. Of the precisionist breaks down the second hand movements into 16 segments per second, giving the second hand a smooth moving appearance. Dare I say, sweeping. You've got steel and titanium versions as well. You have the Accutron, which I also have, the high end without the high price, the Cadillac of the Bulova line. Uh, the, uh, the Accutron is a pinnacle of the high end design without breaking the bank. They start below 600. Mine was a little bit more than that. But wipe out all of that. You go online, stephendefranco.com. You find what you like. And then you do this. You call in, 440-943-2700. And then you ask for Steve. He owns the joint. You're not asking for Steve, the sales guy, or Steve, the stock hack, or whatever. Steve owns the store, so you're going to be dealing with him directly. You say, hey, Steve, I saw this watch, or that watch, or this necklace, or that diamond earrings, or whatever. And I'm a barbecue brother or sister. I listen to the Barbecue Central radio show all the time, and I want the hookup. What can you do? Watch the numbers fall way off. You're going to get a huge deal. As always, everything ships for free. The quality is unmatched. Professionalism, unquestionable. I deal only with Steve when it comes to all of my jewelry business repairs, too. StephenDeFranco.com, 440-943-2700. And then, then, you tell him. I sent you. You listen to the show and you want the Barbecue Brother or Sister hookup. And again, as always, Steve will ship you uh, all of your wares for free. We all win. Get something for you. Get a watch. Get out of that doghouse. Get a necklace for your wife, girlfriend, same-sex lover, whatever you like. 
Joe Beeland is next. Tippy Canoe, Barbecue Crew. Can they go back to back? We'll find out right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Sixty, quite a stir. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. I don't care. You can't make me buy it. Of the, I'm sorry, the Blacktop Party Hub 360 Grill Fryer. Maybe my next guest has some uh, history with that. My first guest, second hour, has been flexing his proverbial barbecue muscle against the competition circuit for the past few years. Been doing very well at it. This past weekend, they managed a sixth place overall out of 51 teams at the Axar Benz River City Rodeo and Stock Show in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Currently ranked fifth overall for the KCBS Team of the Year race. And they will also be heading the American Royal this coming weekend to defend their Invitational Championship title. They captured that last year. Let's go ahead and race over the hotline, and we welcome back friend of the show, pitmaster of the Tippic New Barbecue Crew, Joe Beeland. Joe, how are you, buddy? Awesome, Greg. How's it, how's it going tonight? It's absolutely fabulous, Joe. I appreciate you asking and, of course, making time for the show. You bet. Uh, hey, you know, before you get started, Joe. I do have a little experience with the Blacktop 360, believe it or not. Uh, not actually cooking on it, but we were at a food show this spring with a sponsor of ours, and they were right across the alley from us cooking up food on that thing. I was waiting for them to start a fire with that grease right in the middle of a propane burner. It didn't seem like a good idea to me, but... Well, okay, so how did it cook? I mean, did it make decent food? Did it look like something that was serviceable either in the backyard or if you're taking it to Cleveland Brown Stadium or what? You bet, yeah. I think for that kind of thing, you know, they were making burgers and hot dogs and, and uh, that kind of thing. It looked like it was doing all right job, so I can't give it an endorsement. I can get to eat anything, but uh, it looked like it worked anyway. All right, there you go. First-hand knowledge from Joe Beeland, Tippy new Barbecue Crew on the Blacktop 360. All right, look, you're really in a tight team-of-the-year race right now, Joe, with some other really good teams. Uh, I mentioned in the Open, currently fifth overall for KCBS Team of the Year. You did well last week in a big event. Uh, not as good as the Big T's Q crew, who I know you're very good friendly rivals with. You know, roughly 100 points separating first place where you are at fifth place. Are you in this to the bitter end, uh, or will you tail off at some point for some other obligations that Barbecue has to offer? Uh, good question, Greg. You know, we've we, we put our lives on hold the last six months, and we kind of knew that going in that this was going to be barbecue and, and barbecue only. So we've uh, um, we've neglected a lot of things uh, to to barbecue, and uh, that hundred point spread right now is huge. That's a that's a big deal. Um, it's it's just a lot of points to make up. Um, we're, we're going to cook some contests in October. We're we're I'll make the announcement here tonight. We're not going to kill ourselves to go after it. Uh, we're going to take the two weeks after the Royal off. Um, we, we've had the opportunity to do that. We've got some other things we need to do. So we're going to do that. Uh, we win the American Royal Open, and that probably changes things, obviously. <laughs> but uh, assuming we don't do that, we'll take the following couple of weeks off and, 
and see what the end of October and November brings. Uh, November is going to be a challenge just because it appears as though the closest contests are in Georgia or Arizona. So, Joe, let me ask you this. You know, and, and I know you didn't make it through the uh, the local qualifier to do the Sam's Club stuff, but you know, you get points for local qualifying. You know, if you if you're able to finish that high, but when you get into the regionals, you get in the finals. There's no points for team of the year. You know, if you would have made it into the regionals, and then if you would have made it into the finals, and you were a little bit closer in team of the year points, is that something you'd be kicking yourself for, or would you have game planned for that and had other competitions kind of backfill those points potentially? Yeah, you know, and I think that's what the guys ahead of me are doing. I I have the you know, either fortunate or unfortunate uh, <laughs> ability to cook against a pigskin and big tees and. Uh, some of those guys that are ahead of us every weekend. And, you know, I think that's what they're looking at right now. They've, they've got us an advantage on us now, and, and they're a little closer to three eyes. It's, it's probably possible for them to catch them. So I think that's the math they're doing, you know, is they're, they're going to lose a weekend for the, for the Sam's event and pigskins going to the Jacks, so they'll lose another one. And I think they'll have to go to Georgia in November uh, to try to catch them. All right, so big win, uh, big weekend coming up. We're talking with Joe Beeland, uh, the pitmaster of Tippecanoe Barbecue Crew. The American Royal, obviously, we hearken back almost a year ago, find you being crowned as grand champion of the Invitational Portion. A huge accomplishment, especially given the teams that always take part in that competition each and every year. What do you remember most about winning last year, Joe? Um, probably the memory that sticks out in my mind is is walking down those stairs. We were as far away from the stage as, as we could get. It's a... Uh, Kind of a, I don't know, superstition or a, something we do at most contests. We're usually in the, the back left corner at awards. And uh, uh, that, that walk down after they called our name for grand champion, I, I thought my heart was going to explode. And uh, all of our friends and people we see throughout the year, um, you know, everybody on their feet and uh, applauding. And that's what barbecue's about is, is the great people we get to meet. And to, to be able to share that with, with some of the, my best friends in the world, you know, as we walk down there and, and get the hugs and high fives and, and everything else, it's, uh, that's what sticks out in my mind. Joe Beelan joining me here on the show. Uh, Joe, so the, obviously question, or the obvious question for me to ask and the one you probably don't want to answer is this. What are the odds of you winning the Invitational two years in a row I mean, you've been cooking consistently, um, by and large, this year, bravado and modesty aside. Odds that you want to give yourself to repeat? Well, that's a tough one. The, uh, you know, I think it's interesting. We, we set out to accomplish some goals this year and kind of prove that we belonged and that we didn't get you know lucky and win a couple of contests last fall. And we hadn't cooked the number of contests we cooked this year. I think we're at 28 we finished in the top six 20 times uh, out of those 28 contests. We're proud of that. That's something that, uh, you know, I've got 10 reserve grand championships and grand championships combined. So that's something that we, we you know, set out to do. We cook really well in Missouri. Um, we were in 2010, we were reserve in the Invitational. Obviously, we won it last year. Um, so all that said, all that good mojo, uh, I still think it's it's unreasonable to think you've got more than a 15 or 20 percent chance of winning it back to back, just with everything it takes of hitting the right tables and, and doing the right things. All right, Joe. So when you make the turnaround from invite to open, does the mindset change at all, or are you almost? I mean, so here's like the bottom line, right? You're almost sextupling the amount of teams that were in the invitational side, and now you're going to the open. Does it become more of a crapshoot slash luck of the tables kind of thing the next day or, or not necessarily? 
Yeah, no question. In my mind, it does. Uh, I, I think that's uh, the general consensus as you walk around Sunday before awards is, you know, it's, it's crapshoot and uh, good luck. But uh, there's probably 75 or 80 teams that turned in food good enough to win. And uh, the one who hits the right tables is going to do it. Uh, you know, we, we cook just as well on Sunday as we did Saturday last year. Uh, and, and got 19th and we're obviously ecstatic with that in the open. Um, it's, uh, something that, uh, you just have to, you have to hit the right tables and that's even harder to do the second day. Is it something, is it something that you wouldn't, you would not do? I mean, you're there to do the invitational. You ever given thought to just packing up after that and, and heading out and not bother with the, uh, the open mess? No, not, not even, never crossed my mind. It's, it's one of those things, even though it's a crapshoot, it's, if you would win that, uh, you know, obviously you just, you won the world's biggest barbecue contest. Um, that's, uh, another feather in the hat and you're there anyway, as Rod mentioned, you're there, you're set up, you're in your site, you just will get two for one and go for it. All right. So let's get hypothetical for a second, Joe. I know you love to get hypothetical, especially on this show. What kind of achievement would it be? for you and the team to win both ends of this competition, which no one has ever done. A re- and so keep this in mind, right? A repeat of the invite win and then the grand in the open to close the weekend. Will that pretty much get you legend status? You'd never have to buy a meal at the American Royal again, automatic Hall of Fame stuff. I mean, that would be huge, right? Yeah, it, it would be. It's almost hard to, hard to believe that it's, that it's possible, but, uh, that's what we're going to go down there to do. We're going to we're going to strap it on and, and uh, see what happens. And uh, I think we've we've uh, you know proven we've we've got a chance to do it. That was our mission last year on Sunday. To be honest with you, we you know I don't think anybody's won both in the same year. And and uh, after after our Saturday award ceremony, we got back to the site and had a shot or two. And I looked at the crew and said, "All right, we've got a half hour." enjoy it and uh, we're going back to work and <laughs> to try to do it again tomorrow so that's our plan our plan this weekend uh, obviously it's a, it's an uphill battle but uh, we go into everyone expecting to win joe Beelan from tippy canoe barbecue crew joining me here on the show uh, talking about the impending american royal to take place this weekend uh, joe for the people that maybe have never been there uh, you know i hate to say it but like myself uh, and some other people that are listening you know what's it like to load in what's it like to cook that weekend does it compare to anything else that you're going to do during the course of a competition season? No, it, it doesn't. It's it's unlike anything you've ever seen, and unlike any other contest, including uh, the Jack and, and the Sam's Finals. It's it's the Royal, and it's there's nothing uh, nothing like it. The uh, the load in process, the, the all that is actually relatively smooth. I know teams that get in Friday morning sometimes have a bit of a challenge depending on who's around them and what their site looks like. But we're going now. We'll leave tomorrow morning. We, we make a trip out of this and enjoy it. We'll, we'll go down tomorrow morning and and take our time. And and just like last year, I can't find any ribs or chicken, so I'll be uh, stopping at every. Uh, meat slinging facility between here and Kansas city to, to see what I can uh, procure there for meat. And we'll take our time, get there and get set up uh, late tomorrow night sometime and be ready to roll for the weekend. So, but it's definitely, it's something you have to experience. Uh, it's, I think it's on uh, in one of those books of the things to experience before you die. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's definitely for a barbecue it's, you have to get there. You have to experience it. Uh, and if you are there, anybody listening, uh, if you get there this year, come see us. We're in spot uh, 870. Our friends at Western Premium Barbecue Products are helping us host a giant blowout party Friday night. So we'll have some live music um, and some uh, uh, some drinks to partake in. So stop by and see us. Joe, it seems 
I don't want to say unfathomable, but unfathomable that a guy uh, and a team of your success and what you've done over the last handful of years is going to the American Royal, stopping off to find your meat for the competition. Have you not? You know, look, there's a lot of teams out there that are, you know, really delving into the specialty chicken purveyors and the specialty brisket purveyor and the ribs on down the line. Is that something that you guys have? at least touch base with some companies on or looked into, or is that not the style of uh, Tippy Canoe? Yeah, we have, um, and we do for brisket. Uh, I've had my brisket for uh, several weeks uh, resting and waiting for this weekend, so we were actually buying brisket right off the farm, uh, buying it uh, straight from the guy who's growing it. So uh, we're, we're doing that uh, with, with brisket. Uh, we've looked into, we've tried, we've approached, we've done a lot of things, especially with uh, – uh, pork and, and ribs with some of the specialty stuff out there. And um, I, I do, I, I get pork from the same place every week, and I do have that with me for the weekend. But ribs and chicken, I'll be honest with you, we, we do this every week. We we roll into the grocery store, Sam's Club, or Restaurant Depot, um, and see what they got. And uh, we, 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 uh, we know what we're looking for, and uh, that's one of the things that I think uh, makes it makes a big difference is uh, is I don't I don't want to just order a case get it in the mail and stuck with whatever they sent me that week and I, I've I've got my time and, and buddy invested in this and I'm going to spend the time during the week to find what I need I'll, I it's not uncommon to make ten trips to a uh, uh, grocery store or Sam's Club during the week for me. All right, uh, Joe. Let me ask you this question. It's coming in from uh, Dave Lopez. He wanted me to ask you how you did at the Kings of Barbecue contest. He judged the contest but couldn't stick around for the results. Do you remember that one? Uh, yeah, I do. We actually uh, uh, worst contest of the year. Appreciate the, the question. Yeah, way to bring we, that uh, up. Thanks, David. You're never allowed on the show. Way to insult my guest, bastard. <laughs> No, it was just re- it was recently. I was uh, no excuses. We didn't cook well. We uh, had a, had a bad week that happens uh, obviously to everybody, and uh, happened to us that week. So I think we finished eleventh, uh, something like that. So still not a not a bad week, but uh, not what we want, not what we needed. That was that was just a couple weeks ago. So I think uh, we put some pressure on ourselves going into this into this last month, trying to chase this team of the year thing, and and I think it was. Uh, it was probably a, a bad move. Uh, we focused a lot on it. It was all, you know, it was in every part of our decisions of where we were going for the weekend, uh, and we probably shouldn't have done that. Probably should have gone out and cooked our game and saw what happened. Joe Beelan joining me here on the show, defending champions of the American Royal Invitational. Uh, they are going to be headed that way this coming weekend to uh, try their efforts at repeating. See how that works out. Uh, Joe, let me ask you this question before I uh, cut you loose. It has nothing to do with the Royal, but uh, and I asked Rod a little bit ago about it. There was a competition that took place in Oakland. It was uh, a week ago. There's another one coming up in December. And there seems to be, uh, let's say, a, a very small movement afoot, if you will, where contests are trying to level a playing field and bringing barbecue back into whatever a, a traditional sense is. So no pellet cookers, no automatic temperature control devices. They're going to provide you with the meat that you are going to cook. They're going to, in some instances, tell you what cooker to cook on. Is this a little bit of a fad going on right now, or is it, do you think that this might actually catch a hold and we might see more of this in the future? Uh, I think it will. We're, we're doing the contest out in... Uh 
in California in December okay. um, with with Big Papa Smokers as well. And you know you can use your own own smoker, but no uh, no pellets, no uh, no gurus, those types of things. So I think it's it's probably a bit of a fad, but I also think it's probably a a kind of you know a push to go back to uh, what what traditional barbecue was or is um, you know and I think it's not all bad it's it's probably uh, many ways to do it uh, as Rod mentioned I, I would agree a hundred percent that the reason our sport is for sport we're going to call it that the reason our activity is growing and we're on TV and we're all doing uh, doing lots of great things is because of that growth because of it is easier to do this at home than it used to be so that's all that's all a good thing. Um, you know, I, I did look, we looked earlier this year and, and, uh, by, for my research, it's interesting. Uh, I think this, the shift to the jambo pits and, and big offset pits, um, it, it's interesting. I can't, I couldn't find the last time or any time a team has won the team of the year and KCBS cooking on anything other than a stick burner. Um, you know, I know Rod did in 09, but I believe he cooked most of that year and he can correct me, but I, I believe he cooked most of that year on Jambo. Correct. Uh, and I think, uh, that's, that's true. If you go back with a lot of bowl and Johnny and you go back through that list and I, I don't know of a team that didn't cook on a, on a, the traditional way, so to speak on a, on a stick burner and then won that team of the year. So do you see a lot of teams trending towards having multiple cookers in their camp or are they trying to consolidate and just have one item to cook all of the meats on in my part of the world i see a lot of two cooker systems big meats uh, on one ribs and chicken on the other uh, we cook uh, three of the meats we cook everything except for chicken on the same on the same pit uh, so i think it's it's definitely consolidated you don't see as much of the you know the sites with 12 cookers set up around them uh, as you used to and far less pellets in this area. We're seeing a lot more jambos, a lot more of these new rebels, backwoods, um, those those kind of things. That seems to be what's winning the contest. I can't again can't think of the last time a, a pellet fired cooker won a contest in the Midwest. Now, I mean, undoubtedly, one of the most popular cookers in the past five, six, seven years has been the, the FEC 100, uh, and has won its lion's share of contests. Is it because the offset and the rebels, you know, those gravity fed style cookers are starting to win a little bit more now. Let me rephrase that. Is it always an instance where people are going to be chasing what's winning? So if if you see a guy who's winning eight contests in a row and then he puts out a cooking class, you can pretty much bank on the fact that 800 people are going to sign up for this guy's class. Likewise, if these styles of cookers are winning the lion's share of contests, we're going to go from whatever used to be winning to whatever is winning now. Absolutely. I think that's a hundred percent true. I think we saw that with pellets. I think we've seen that with, uh, with jambos. It's starting with, and I think Rod, uh, called it out a month ago on your show that, you know, he kind of saw that as the next big thing with these gravity. I shouldn't say next, next thing because they've been around a long time, but uh, that that was seemed to be breaking out and you know, with the gravity fed charcoal smokers. And that sure seems to be what's happening. So I think uh, you're exactly right. Success drives, uh, drives the sales of those products and, and, uh, and then the consisting, the judging tent, you think about that as you're sitting there as a judge and, uh, you've had, you know, you've got six entries on the table, five of them were cooked on an FEC 100 and one was cooked uh, a different way and tastes remarkably different. Uh, there's a chance over time that, uh, you're going to move to that one that hmm, that's different. I, I like that. And it's different, not, not different than I don't like it, but, uh, you follow what I'm saying. 
Joe Bielan is the pitmaster for Tippecanoe Barbecue Crew. They're going to try and repeat this coming weekend at the American Royal Invitational. Uh, Joe, always appreciate the time you give to the show. Good luck this weekend. If you win, I mean, I need dibs uh, to come back next week and we can talk about it. You got it. Uh, I'll be on. All right. Thanks, and very good luck to you, my friend. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. You got it. There he is, Joe Bielan, Tippecanoe Barbecue Crew. And you can find them at uh, tippecanoebbq.com if you want to check out their website and uh, see what they're all about. How awesome would it be? How awesome would it be to go repeat as the Invitational and then win the Open? Nobody, Nobody in 30 years has won the Invitational less repeating, but won the Invitational and then turned around and won the Open the next day. Extra karma for Joe. I do have the Tippecanoe Barbecue Crew uh, T-shirt on tonight. I'm sure, that will put them right over the top. All right, gang. Let me talk to you quickly for uh, just a few minutes. Tasty Licks Barbecue Surprise. Look, there are unsavory businesses and creeping marauders at each and every turn on the internet. I think we can all agree on that. But sometimes you're looking for a barbecue or grilling item that just isn't stocked anywhere in your hometown, or the next town over, or the next town over from that. Your options have become limited, and you are now forced to go online to buy the item you want, or you're going to have to go without it. Nobody wants that. Great news. Let Fred Bernardo and the gang over at Tasty Looks Barbecue Supply relieve you of your internet buying stresses. Tasty Looks has one of the most complete inventories of barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All of these items that you see on Fred's website are in stock, they're there in the store. And they're ready to ship to you directly. Now, are there other places on the Internet that might have an item cheaper? Sure. Tons of places. But are you 100% confident that you're actually going to get the item you buy? How long is it going to take to get to you? All great questions no one can answer with 100% assurity. That's why when you buy from Tasty Lake's Barbecue Supply, the items are in the store. And they ship to you promptly. Everything in the store is priced fairly. What more do you want from your internet buying people? It's there, it's priced fair, it ships quick. Tasty Licks carries grills, smokers, ceramics, cookers, grills, electric grills, various charcoal types of wood chunks, chips, cookbooks, accessories. If they don't have it, you don't need it. And on top of all of that, Fred carries many of the other show sponsors in his store as well. So you're doing this two-for-one, shopping at a sponsor, buying some sponsors' products, best of both worlds, and of course, they have their own line of rubs and sauces. Be sure to try them. Head on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com. That's TastyLicksBBQ.com. And let the confidence exude from you as you make your purchases online. Then enjoy the item upon delivery. Don't forget that Fred and the gang are there to help you after the sale as well. The website, TastyLicksBBQ.com. You won't be sorry you did all right, thanks again to Joe Beeland for joining me this past segment. Uh, we return with Smoke Signals blog columnist from the Washington Post, Jim Shaheen. We're going to close out the show strong. Stick around. We'll be right back. Seven seven four four eight zero four three three to get on the air. Now here 
is your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqessentialshow.com. Those are two ways to get in touch with me if you're so inclined. Thanks again to uh, Joe Beeland for joining me on the show. My next guest writes the Smoke Signals blog for the Washington Post. You can find him here about once a month as well. Let's go ahead and head over to the hotline. Welcome back, friend of the show, Jim Shaheen. Jim, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing Greg. Listen, breaking up a little bit. I'm having a little trouble here. Can you hear me okay? Uh, yeah, let me uh, just dump you, and I'll call you right back. All right. All right. Technical problems already about. Let's see what we can do about this. Because I got a red uh, red mark as well. Hey, Greg. Is that better, Jim? I think that's better. Yeah, I think right. so. Well, if it goes bad, we'll uh, hang up and we'll go right back to calling each other again. That's how we work in the age of technology. Now we hang up on each other, we I call each other right back. We get it. All right, so we've been talking about the American Royal and the the Invitational mm-hmm. and the Open All Show. Uh, we've had the the guy that runs the operations and the maintenance. We've had Rod Gray from Enemy. We've had uh, Joe Beeland who won the contest on the Invitational side last year. Do you have any thoughts about the American Royal and, uh, you know, kind of what it signifies? And there's, of course, always that constant debate going on between pitmasters of, I would rather win the American Royal, I would rather win the Jack Daniels. Two completely different, separate competitions. But people yeah. do have party lines on which one they might rather take home at the end of a barbecue career. Well, you know, I, it's... Um... <sighs> In a way, it's a little bit, I guess, uh, kind of like the uh, BCS. You know, I mean, you don't have a. There's not a Super Bowl. One clear, obvious winner. Um, you're going to find. You know what? If you, if you win Jack, nobody can argue that you're one of the best ever. You know, you're, you're great. You, that year was your year. It was phenomenal. If you win the American Royal, same thing. And so, um, you know, I guess it, there's something to be said for the Big Ten theory about barbecue, and that is, and listen, there's room for a couple of different champions, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, same goes for Memphis in May. You win Memphis in May, it's another big one. So, um, you know, uh, those, the guys that win one, I, God bless them. They're just, uh, it's just amazing that they should be able to win any any one of the really big contests like that, I think. Jim, can you imagine being a pitmaster if you and I teamed up and <laughs> uh, we went down to the American Royal and we won the, well, we would have to have won something else previous, but we get invited to the invitation, we win that, and we turn right. around the next day, we win the Open. We right. would be legend for the rest of our lives, right? Well, that's right. I think what you're doing now is, uh, I, I don't know, I think I think what you're, you're dreaming here. Um, I don't think, you know, I think what's happening now is that, uh, you know, you pinch us and we wake up because this part never happens. This is a, this is a movie. This is a fantasy. 30 years this competition has been going on. There's never been anybody that has turned around back-to-back in one invitational and open side. And I have, uh, or I just had Joe Beeland on, so he's right. going to repeat as the Invitational. Can you imagine if he repeats as the Invitational and then turn around and wins the Open? As odd as it would sound for us to win Invitational and Open, to have somebody repeat on one side and then win the other side that they haven't won in the same year would be almost mind-boggling. 
Yeah, it would be mind boggling. I mean, it'd be, it would be amazing. And I thought, you know, Joe had a great attitude about it. I was listening to him and it was just, he just had a really, really, you know, he just seemed really centered about it. Uh, you know, of course he's going to give everything he's got. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to repeat in anything. And, uh, well, this would be something other than repeating, but I mean, it, it's, yeah, it would be unbelievable. It would be incredible. Jim Shaheen joining me here on the show. He writes the Smoke Signals blog, which can be found at thewashingtonpost.com. All right, Jim, so uh, a couple of different things we want to talk about tonight that don't really have anything to do with the American Royal, but it's always good to break it up a little bit. Evidently, news to me, and uh, for the people who didn't know, we're in a presidential uh, year, so there's this whole thing. I, I read your post, it was a week ago, about you giving advice to the candidates about how they should go about using barbecue and winning their way, or at least trying to win their way, into the White House. Uh, Break that down for us and and kind of give us your keys to their successes. Well, okay, I had this thought about um, swing states. And and so I took a look at the swing states, and, um, you know, uh, because the, the election really comes down to roughly somewhere around 10 states, something like that. Um, we all know which way, you know, Texas is going to go. We all know which way New York State's going to go. We all know, know which way California is going to go. I mean, so there are certain, you know, states that they're just not spending much money in, much time in, um, because they know, you know, what the playing field's like. So now they have to play in the swing state. So then I thought, well, I wonder what uh, – states of the swing states uh, could be considered barbecue states. Um, Well, if you look at Texas, obviously that's not one of them. That's going to go Republican, no doubt about it. Um, And then, um, you know, if if you look at Tennessee, Memphis and uh, whatnot, then that's also going to go Republican. Um, So that leaves, if you're looking at sort of the four major barbecue centers, uh, North Carolina and Kansas City. Um, and if you look at those two, North Carolina is very much in play. Um, it's leaning to the polls. Uh, the latest polls I saw, which I just looked at again this morning, uh, it's leaning toward Romney. Um, but Obama won it by less than half a point in 2008. Um, it's, uh, it's still up for grabs. And then Missouri, um, is also up for grabs. It's also leaning Republican. Um, and, you know, it depends on how much stock you put in polls, but, um, you know, and which poll you look at and all that. But if you aggregate them and, and it, Missouri, we've seen recently that um, uh, the, uh, that uh, Todd Aiken, the Republican senatorial candidate, is dropping further behind uh, McCaskill. Um, now, is that possible that Obama could actually ride senators' uh, coattails to potential victory in Missouri? Maybe. I mean, McCain only took that by 0.01% in, um, in 2008. So that, that is by no means, and all the polls there are showing on the presidential side, within the margin of error. So that Missouri is not uh, completely to the Republican column. So those are two states that are very much in play. Um, so if you, uh, if you put attention there, obviously you can't put all your attention on those two states. You have to look at Florida. You have to look at 
uh, states uh, like Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin Iowa, uh, other states that are in play, Colorado, uh, New Mexico. Um, and um, once you work it all out, then you sort of ask yourself, okay, where should I put my resources and how should I do these photo ops? Because that's what a lot of this is. It's, you know, like, for example, uh, I'll give you a little background. Um, Rodney, since primaries, showing up at a lot of barbecue events. Um, he's been showing up um, at barbecue places as well, especially in the primary. He was showing up at the all in South Carolina. And I'll tell you what, man, he ordering pretty darn well. He uh, people in the in the press and whatnot were giving him kudos for how well he was ordering. So either he really knows his stuff about barbecue, or he has very good advancement. Uh, and usually these guys have they all have advancement and whatnot. Um, and so he was ordering in South Carolina. Did a lot of uh, a lot of stuff there. He also did fundraisers in California um, at a barbecue uh, at the founder. The um, uh, oh, was it now? Uh, micro um, yeah, systems founder in California, and he um, he did a uh, he stuff in Arlington, Texas. Rudy's a lot of barbecue stuff for, for quite a while. He even not too long ago, I think roughly a month ago, his pain tweeted a stain a barbecue. Stain. I remember seeing that. Yep. Sure. Yep, I remember seeing that. Huh? You you, know, you saw that? Yes, I did. Yeah. So so he, was really, so he was very active, and Obama has been a little less active, but he's been hitting the barbecue trail a little bit, especially hit a couple places uh, in, in a place in Maryland, a place uh, in Washington D.C. He's Oklahoma Joe's in Kansas City. Um, I don't know if he's been to Oklahoma Joe's this time. I know he was there in 2010. Uh, actually, can't. City, really interesting because you've got uh, a lot of guys. Uh, John and Palin both ate at Bryant's uh, during the 2008 election. Um, uh, well, Clinton had a flatter name for him, Gates. Um, so, you know, all these people stopping in the city and eating various places. Um, and so, if you, if you Things if you look at the way they want to look like a man of the people, what better way to do that than to eat barbecue? If I were advising them, I'd tell them to get their American Royal. Um, <laughs> a lot of press that would come, um, and there'd be a lot of people. Eat. It would be it would be an amazing event, I think. Uh, so anyway, I just think it's fun to play around with to break the you know electorate into various groups and see. And if there's something called a barbecue vote or not, and just kind of... Jim Shaheen joining me here on the show. Jim, I'm uh, going to dump you and call you right back again because we're having a little audio break up there. I agree with Jim, by the way. people, Those presidential candidates should show up this weekend and see what's what at the, uh, at the American Royal and uh, reap the rewards for uh, going down uh, to that particular event. Uh, all right, Jim, so... What we found in history uh-huh. is that barbecue has made its way into uh, notaries and diaries, and you know all the way back to like George Washington talking about it. I mean, there, there's been a, a pretty substantial history with the term barbecue. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, George Washington and his diaries. I mean, if you look at the presidential history of barbecues, um, it runs through all the way from the father of our country, George Washington. Uh, in his diaries, he talks about going to barbecues, hosting barbecues. Um, there is uh, Thomas Jefferson uh, had uh, there's a uh, early cookbook. Um, and, uh, from, uh, from a, um, relative of his in which she talks about how to make a pepper sauce, you know, sort of what sounds very much like what we consider today to be a sort of a classic Eastern North Carolina style pepper sauce, uh, with vinegar and peppers. And, uh, that's in, you know, very early on into, um, you know, into the, um, uh, into the history of the country. Um, you know, we see this threaded throughout a number of presidents. You get to Lincoln and his parents were married at a barbecue. Um, and, you know, his opponent, Stephen Douglas, attempted uh, to throw a barbecue in the north, uh, New York City to be exact, and it turned out to be mitigated disaster. Um, they, he didn't have real pitmen, and it's in short, and it just, apparently from what you can tell from the press of time, uh, in the New York papers, uh, one guy described, I think he's burnt remains of tenement housing, um, <laughs> and it was just, yeah, apparently everybody got all liquored up because it took long before it was, the food was ready, and then the food wasn't very good when it was ready, and they turned everything over, and it just became a debacle. Um, so, yeah, all through history, you've had, um, you know, you've had presidents uh, involved in, in barbecue. And the most famous probably would be RBJ, who uh, had something that was actually barbecue diplomacy. Um, and he uh, would have the chancellor at his ranch in Texas and had barbecue, and he had his very first one was when he was Senate Majority Leader and he had the Mexican president there. Um, and, um, you know, this is a, this is a sad uh, this is sort of recollection, but um, on um, the, there was a barbecue scheduled between him and, and, and John F. Kennedy um, that uh, never occurred. It was the day after Kennedy was assassinated. It was supposed to have been at LBJ's ranch, um, and of course, LBJ never happened. Um, but it was on the docket, um, and uh, along those lines, George Bush uh, was a big, also very, very, very much into barbecue. And um, on uh, September 11th, there was a barbecue plan for what's called the uh, Congressional Pick, and uh, guy Perini, Texas. Come up, brought chuck wagons, crew, the whole, bit. and um, it, of course it was uh, it was it was scheduled for the afternoon of September 11th. Obviously, it was canceled. Um, George W. Bush, um, as Perrine was um, clearing things up and on the lawn of the White House, Perrine actually uh, walked strode. The President Bush and Perini told me that apparently there is a, a protocol in which you're supposed to approach the president. Uh, but he did it, and um, he's probably made some snipers very nervous. Uh, 
And um, he shook the president's hand, and uh, the president, President Polterini, that um, he was going to have him. Uh, and the very next year, he did have Polterini back to do a national picnic, which did happen at the White House grounds a year later. So, um, yeah, there's been uh, this year with Obama, well, not just this year, during his term, he's had Biden Flay doing barbecues. Uh, uh, on the White House grounds, and um, he did steaks there. He didn't really barbecue. He did steaks there, and he, um, um, you know, and he's he's you know he's done some stuff there um, uh, at the at the White House. Jim Zaheen joining me here on the show. You can read him at the WashingtonPost dot com. He writes the Smoke Signals blog, and uh, that comes out on Tuesdays. And you can, of course, find him here about once a month here on the show. Jim, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Sure. Thanks a lot. Take care now. There he is, Jim Shaheen. Who knew barbecue was steeped in such majesty and tragedy and all the way back to the founding fathers? Not me. I didn't know that. But I do now. All right, here we go. I agree, Diane. I'll tell him. Next time, drink more wine. This rarely happens on the show because the people are loyal to a fault. If you're a business, if you have a market in the barbecue and grilling world, your opportunity is now. There's one open spot on the sponsor partner stable with the show, and this is it. You can be having me talk about your product and why it would be great for the barbecue and grilling world for 2 minutes and 45 seconds. Now, when you compare it to some of the uh, online stuff or traditional media ways of getting your stuff out, hugely inexpensive. Plus, you get banners on the homepage. You get social media hits from me during the course of each and every day. It's a wonderful thing. If you've always wondered, how can I get on the sponsorship train of the Barbie Central Radio Show? This is it right here, right now, and you can do it by emailing me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Let me know you heard it, and I can send you out all the information that you need. Or you can go to the website, and underneath about the show, I believe there's a thing that says uh, how to become an affiliate. Not affiliate. Sponsor. Download the media kit. Read it see what it's all about you could be on this sharp little bullet train called the barbie central radio show all right we'll come back and wrap the show up right after this you're listening to the barbie central radio show right here on the barbie central radio network Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, uh, three minutes till the top of the hour, 57 past. Thanks again to Jim Shaheen for joining me this past segment, talking about uh, presidential stuff and barbecue and the history of barbecue as it relates to presidents. And then, of course, prior to that, uh, Joe Beeland, Tibic New Barbecue Crew. It's been a jam-packed show, what can I say? This is what I'm trying to do. Get you 
caught up on speed on top of all of the great things that are happening in the uh, barbecue and grilling world. All right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, in the first hour, believe it or not, all the way back at 9 o'clock, Bob Wolf joined me, American Royal, the Director of Operations and Maintenance. He's been doing that for 14 years. Uh, after that, we had Rod Gray, Pellet Envy, not giving himself really good odds to win, which means bad on Joe Beelan, current Invitational champ looking to repeat and perhaps do the whole uh, Invitational Open thing. He'd be the first one to ever do it in 30 years. And then uh, Jim Shaheen, Washington Post. If you have raw cast iron, folks, do me a favor. Season it each and every time. Scrape it down. Put a little Pam or Crisco as the heat starts to wear out of it. It'll burn back in. Reseason it each and every time. Generations of rust-free service also. As Jim said, September 11, 2001, I will never forget. And I know you won't either. Jam Pack Show next week. I hope to see you back here next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Reppy. Good night now. <laughs>